You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Here we are, it's the season finale of Nip Tuck here on the Oz Network, uh, season 5, episode 22. We've made it to the end of this season. Um, this is Giselle Blaycock and Legend Chandler. Uh, first came out on the 3rd of March 2009, directed by Lynn Green, written by Lynn Green and Ryan Murphy. Um, we've made it to this this season finale. Can't wait to talk through this one, so I think there is a lot to unpack. Uh, my name is Nick, and uh, you know how hard it makes my dick. And my name is Ben, and I'm sure you're a wizard at oral sex, but are you up to this? <laughs> well, I'm up to recapping the episode, but uh, I'm not. I'm not sure uh, anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, this this is it. We've we've uh, we've we, you know we talked about that this was a bad <laughs> kind of half season here, um, and I think we've probably surprised ourselves at liking more than we expected. But um, I think there's a lot riding on this. You know, I think we, we need to see some payoff for some of these storylines. Um, and yeah, I think there's there's a few characters who are going to come back that we might have forgotten a little bit about, and yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited to get your take on a lot of the stuff when we get in this episode. Well, I'm interested to see where you're just reading something about Ryan Murphy being involved in this episode because, as far as I'm led to believe by looking at this list, uh, this is the only finale which Ryan Murphy's got no involvement in at all. So, okay, um, to which I think it shows <laughs> because well, I think well maybe maybe I might have to take that back because I'm I, I'm I literally just read that off by MDB and uh, on closer inspection it does actually say writers. Ryan Murphy and then in uh, brackets created by so mm. yeah it's uh, and then if I actually click in a little bit closer I find that it's actually um, Lynn Green and Richard Levine Levine yeah. so uh, I do take that back that uh, Ryan Murphy's not involved in this one so my apologies there um, I guess he just gets ongoing credit or, or otherwise for the show as a creator so um, yeah yeah I mean uh, it, it's willing time Ben we've got to be excited about that don't we um, no uh <laughs> It's it's kind of one of these nightmare situations where you just assume something's going to happen. That oh no, it's yes. it's not going to happen. As if this is going to happen. Um, and I think kind of the stuff that shines for me in this episode is I really like the Kimber stuff in this episode. Um, and I actually I think it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion because I think you don't like it. I actually like the Teddy stuff because we'll get to that. Why I like that. I think it works but then it doesn't work when we get to next season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's some stuff in here that could have worked, and um, Kimber definitely sums up this whole storyline when she basically says to Matt at one point, like, Liz and Christian, Matt, are you high? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bit of a self-reference there to uh, the writers who ever came up with this storyline, but, uh, yeah, I mean, this episode has its its moments, but... Yeah, it's it's the worst season finale of all six seasons of Nip Tuck by far. Oh well, I guess we're gonna just dive on in and see just how bad it is. Uh, we start with our our titular characters. Um, as I said in the last episode, it's a bit of a mouthful. Giselle Blaycock and Legend Chandler and their uh, Sangs, as they call themselves, or as as we might know them, vampires. Um, so they basically get off on having sex and and uh, biting each other and sucking blood out of each other. And um, she's got kind of got these uh, these fake fangs that she puts in, whereas he's actually had his teeth filed down. So it's uh, they're, they're pretty intense, really. Um, but yeah, it's uh, basically they they got a little bit too um, excited and um, he hit an artery, like he bit into her and actually hit her artery and almost killed her. Um, it, I'm not sure if it actually says it in this moment. We find it a little bit later, but basically they just want these marks on their neck kind of um, repaired that you know that they're not just going to heal over. Um, that they just need them repaired. It's one of those things that I kind of think like. You know, would would these things just not heal themselves? You might get a little bit of kind of very superficial scarring, but it's one of those things I'm not sure needed a plastic surgeon to kind of come and sort this this thing out. Um, I guess probably one of the things I do like about this is the kind of um, I don't know if it's a flashback or whatever, but you kind of actually see them kind of you know in the throes of passion and biting each other. I think it's um, some good cinematography around that stuff. I think it kind of works quite well. Yeah, I think, is this just a case of Nip Tuck getting on the vampire bandwagon of 2009? Wasn't this like, you know, <laughs> Twilight and True Blood? Yeah, and, probably. Uh, I mean, yeah, like we're, at the time of recording this, we're not quite up to, uh, season six of Third Watch, where there's an episode about vampires in, uh, New York City, which is just absolutely terrible. Uh, so I will give the props here to Nip Tuck for 
not going the third watch route of vampires <laughs> um and actually kind of making this in a way where it's it's done in a way where i don't know how to say it like it's it's not nice but it's it's believable in a way like i mean it's kind of what we talked about last week you know there are people out there who do live this lifestyle and i'm not one to judge uh could be worse you know you could go for the all blacks i don't know but um yeah it's 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 an interesting setup and it is the longest episode name uh of any of the 100 episodes of Nip Tuck as well. So, uh, and these two are good actors. They look the part as well. So the makeup and everything, it just, you know, it sets them up here for it, I think, well. Yeah, they do look like some kind of new rock, like Nickelback type <laughs> band members. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. It is kind of a nice little setup. Um, it's one of those ones that I'm not sure it entirely kind of hits the, the other beats of the story. So it doesn't feel hugely organic. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, that's not something I kind of insist on these days in terms of a nip tuck storyline. We kind of get through the credits and uh, then we kind of get Sean, he's, pre- he's preparing for dinner, um, Teddy basically just doesn't turn up and um, then we kind of get this this kind of, you know, because we're kind of cutting him back, backwards and forwards, I should say, sorry, that he's kind of making dinner and she's putting on her makeup and you think, oh, she's getting ready to come and see him and then she kind of throws on this ginger wig and you're like, okay, this is kind of strange and um, yeah, and then we kind of get this whole reveal that she's actually in Vegas and um, she's living this kind of double life where she's um, with this other plastic surgeon in Vegas and got this this fake southern accent and um, yeah it's, it's all a bit strange to me um, to me I um, what I would say about this is I'm not necessarily against having this character who's got a double life and um, and all that kind of stuff it's that's not necessarily something that I'm, I'm against I think we could have done something here with um, with Teddy uh, just again and I guess this has been my problem with the second half of the season it just feels rushed it feels like we're asking the the audience to absorb quite a lot of new information in this finale where a finale should really be to start kind of t- you know tying the storylines together we shouldn't be adding new storylines and um and and yeah i guess that's what i kind of get annoyed by is i wish we'd had a bit more of an inkling that this was something that was going to come before we get to the end of the episode you know the end of the season i should say um i will give a big thumbs up for the orange scrubs though <laughs> um i actually agree yeah with what you said in terms of it's maybe slightly, you know, thrown on us suddenly. I, I would like to have seen this led up to it. But I, I still kind of like, like, I, I just felt like there was always something more to Teddy than what we were seeing. I felt like there was always going to be something that we get revealed about her character. And, I mean, this is generally it. She has a sort of a double life. Um, and what I really like about what they do with Teddy is... First of all, the music choice is incredible. Flashing Lights by Kanye West. What a great song. And I I think they used it in... It was either a promo for season six or it was a promo for the second half of this season, which actually makes it look like a good season. Um, so I need I need to find it. I'm pretty sure it might be the season six promo, but it, like it legitimately, you watch it, go, holy fuck, that looks amazing. Um, so it's used very, very well. Um, and the thing that I do like about it here, uh, is the fact that it's, it's done in a way that I believe Katie Sackhoff pulls it off well, this double life. And just the way she acts as this kind of like Southern, what's her name? Like Roxy or whatever it is, uh, in Vegas. Like she just, she just has fun with this character and she just really does look like she's enjoying it. And you just believe that she's kind of got this double life and that she would be, you know, sort of like a, a con artist doing all this sort of stuff. When we get to Rose McGowan next season, it's just, it's terrible. And I mean, I just do not like Rose McGowan at all. So I'm not going to be, uh, fun at all on her next season. And I just think it just changes this character so much. And I just really wish that we had have kept Katie Sackhoff. And I know she left the show. She had conflicting, um, scheduling with a pilot that she was filming, which sadly never even got picked up. So she kind of left this show to go film another show that never got picked up. So she sort of left this nip tuck for no reason. But, uh, I just love Katie Sackhoff and I just think she pulls this off well. It's more believable. And that's why maybe I kind of enjoy it because I like seeing her play different sides to this character. And, but I would agree with you that I wish we had maybe got a bit of a start on this a bit earlier. So we could have appreciated Katie Sackhoff doing this more than we get to see in what, like half an episode, really. 
yeah, yeah, and that's my big problem with it. I, yeah, again, just to reiterate, I don't actually have an issue with it being um, this kind of storyline. I, you know, I think that we we almost need a kind of antagonistic type, um, you, you know, villainous character who's you know kind of after Sean or whatever. You know, like a, I, I like that, but I just yeah, I think it's just it's um, messily done, and and we could have had had a better storyline if it had been integrated a little bit earlier. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll, we'll come back to the storyline. We kind of then um, move on and. Um, Ram and Eden are, are kind of making out in bed and, and Kimber comes in and basically she gets dumped. She's too old. Um, Eden's a real bitch to her. Um, and yeah, she kind of, kind of leaves. It's a, it's a pretty quick scene. There's not a whole lot there. I guess it's uh, setting up the, the kind of really sad story for, for Kimber throughout this episode. Which it's more like hashtag poor Kimber because we just established Matt has really been the calmest Matt has ever been. <laughs> like how many episodes has it been since something's happened to Matt? But um, yeah, look, I like. I said I like the Kimber stuff. I like this setup we kind of get for Kimber because it leads into what we get next season. And Kimber's one of the few storylines I kind of like in season six. Um, but it's like this is the end of Eden. Can we just establish this? Like this is a girl who was such a key factor in this season early on. She shot Julia has gotten away with it, and basically all we get as a closing of kind of one of the big villains of season five of Nip Tuck is her in bed making out with Clark Kent's dad, and basically it's like, fuck off, you're out of our life. And that's it. That's done. That's Eden's character. Like, that is such a stupid way of ending such a character that we loved so much, and I really just wish we didn't have her in this episode. Just have her throwing the ashes on Julia and Sean a couple of episodes ago. That would have been a better ending for her character. I just I just don't like this bit purely for the fact that this is literally how Eden leaves his show and it just it, it grates me. It just I do not like it. For for such a long season with so much room to move with these characters and storylines, and we'll talk about this next week, there's so many things that are rushed. There's so many things that are kind of just gelled over and forgotten about and yeah, it just it just makes me mad that this is how they do this with Eden. It's like, okay, thanks, bye. But other than that, the uh, Kimber stuff is great, and Kelly Carlson's a great actress in this scene. Not that she's in other scenes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- you know, I think she does a really good job with this, and we're going to enjoy what we see from her. You're right. It is just a real, a real shame that for whatever reason, it just feels like we just completely dropped the Eden storyline. And she's been one of my favorite parts, if not the favorite part, I think of, of season five. And to this kind of unceremonious end for her is just a, it's a really disappointing way to take things. And yeah, I, I just wish we'd done more with her in the second half of the season and maybe even carried her into season six. So it'd be interesting to know why they decided not to do that. Um, whether she got involved in other projects or maybe and ask for too much money or whatever it was that we didn't kind of carry on with the Eden character because there was no reason not to keep going there. I think we just, yeah, like you say, just kind of got dropped just all of a sudden and that that's a real shame. So, yeah, it's just it's a sad way to kind of end that character but unfortunately we're going to have to and I'm sure we'll spend more time talking about Eden when we do our wrap-up episode next week but we then kind of move into, um, this is Giselle um, getting her kind of pre-surgery scene um and um yeah basically we kind of get this whole thing where um they're trying to wean themselves off blood so they've kind of got this whatever the hell it is this kind of potion almost of like vitamins and minerals or something and um yeah he basically um yeah she she's not happy about the whole thing it's kind of just a a weird little scene really which kind of shows that these two are making an uh, you know an attitude of um you know about this kind of thing but you know you kind of get this whole thing of of christian is quite open to you know like oh you can just be whoever you want to be and these guys are quite happy about that so yeah um it's a bit of a rambling explanation from me really but it is just kind of this this strange scene which just kind of shows that christian's not going to judge them and, and they're actually trying to make an effort to to get themselves off the blood off the the blood hook or whatever you might want to call it um and yeah we just kind of in this, this kind of weird scene, basically, where Christian's putting in these fangs, which I think is kind of just a weird kind of <laughs> way to end this. <laughs> yeah, kind of like he, he, you know, kind of puts them through the sanitizer or whatever it might be, and then he basically puts them in. It's, that's a bit of a strange way to go to me. I don't, I don't quite understand that. But, yeah, the rest of it is just, you know, we're just starting to, um, yeah, just kind of explain who these characters are. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of nice that Christian is understanding with them and kind of, you know, it's it's almost like they're drug addicts and they're trying to get off the juice, basically, so it's kind of, there's that, but 
I mean, if I hadn't, if there wasn't a wedding between characters and the kind of that nice shot at the end, which I sort of use as the screen capture for this episode for our website and Instagram, I think Christian with vampire fangs definitely uh, was the go-to choice. It's a weird little scene, but I, I kind of, I get it. I weirdly get it that obviously that's him like living forever, so kind of going to cryogenics, but um, it's still an odd scene that we literally have a scene where Christian is a vampire. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's this season. It's this episode. It's yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess probably what this is trying to set up, um, is, you know, it's <laughs> basically, um, that, you know, he's, he wants to live forever, which I guess is something that vampires do. It's a bit, bit strange really, but, um, you know, and this basically kind of just leads into, you know, Christian can, you know, having this kind of conversation with Liz and, and Sean and Matt about how he wants to be cryogenically frozen. And we kind of get this kind of cool montage almost scene of, of him, you know, when he dies, you know, this is what they want him to do. And it's almost like a, a shot into the future that, you know, when he's about to die that, you know, they're going to put him into cryogenic freezing. And, um, yeah, it, it, this whole thing of about you know in in 10 or 20 years time they might be able to cure and we kind of get like this this future scene of wilbur kind of comes in you know like in 20 years time or whatever it is it's it is quite corny but there's just something about it i quite like i don't really know why but i i, I do quite like it um and yeah it's um this whole thing but you know we kind of get this about how much this is going to cost and you know um and matt kind of makes some comment about you know even dying doesn't make any less of an asshole type of thing that you know this is going to cost so much money and you know that could go to people who are still alive and all that kind of thing and um there's just something about this it probably shouldn't work but for me i just it's the desperation in christian that um really appeals to me and i, I do actually like the job they've done with the kind of the whole scenario and how it would play out I, I, I how that is shot is something that i find quite interesting so it's for me it's one of those things that yeah i really shouldn't be liking this and i'm normally the kind of person that doesn't like this stuff but for whatever reason i kind of do like it and yeah i agree with you because i think it's kind of one of those ones where they do like a flash of the surgery we saw it with a guy when he chopped his leg off you know you kind of see what will happen here yeah. and what will do this year and so it's one of those ones and um, it's kind of not hard to believe that Christian would want something like this done. I, I honestly, this is what I want to do when I die, but I'm never going to be able to afford this. So, you know, if anyone's listening and you want to keep me alive, this is what happens. But, um, I, yeah, like, I like kind of the vision there of like when Christian's dying and you've got like Sean on the bed, like crying and Liz, like wailing on the bed, you know, just seeing what it would be like. And there's that bit where you see Christian kind of in that tube and he like wakes up and then, you know, older Wilbur comes in and hugs him. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you too. And, and just, it's, it's an interesting scene though, the way like Matt's kind of like, you know, oh, wouldn't you rather do something better with the money? Leave it to the people who love you. And then just kind of Christian's reaction about this is what you want money. So he just like pulls out his wallet and starts throwing money at him. Um, cause you yeah. can kind of see like both people's reaction is kind of warranted. I feel there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it is actually a really entertaining scene. I, I am with you with every step of the way. Yeah, and like I say, I, I'm surprised myself that I enjoyed this thing. But there you go. It's it's just one of those things. Sometimes the thing you expect isn't going to work, and you know we, we kind of get this um, implication from Sean that he's at least prepared to go and go to the cryogenics place with Christian and, and kind of find out more about it. Um, so yeah, and that's going to lead us to um, some more scenes on this. But uh, yeah, then we kind of go into the the vampire surgery, and, and Teddy kind of comes in late and makes us lie up about where she's been and um, and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah I, I i do like the the actual surgery scene is quite cool and um it's one of those ones where you know we do kind of talk about it when we get to our top five scenes in terms of um surgery scenes and and i i always like to have at least one surgery scene in our top five and i've been really struggling to find one um and this probably isn't going to make it don't get me wrong but this is probably the one i like the most just from a um a, an artistic perspective i think it's um it looks really good because it's just kind of black and white scene but obviously the blood is still there in red it's almost like a, a schindler's list type thing it, it, it's just this kind of really interesting artistic choice which works really really well so yeah i mean i'm not making a call like say we need to put this in the top five definitely not but i do like that uh, we've got something a little bit different in terms of the surgery scene here because it's you know by this point you know, um kind of doing skin reconstruction of people is, is something we've seen a million times on the show so to actually see it done in a slightly different way i've, I've got to applaud them for that I think we'll be struggling big time if this makes our top five. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree with you that it's it's done in just beautifully shot. Like it's it's different, but um, 
it's not top five worthy. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, I know oh, what no, you mean. What, I know what, exactly what yeah, you mean yeah. in terms of a a surgery one there. But the song, uh, "My Vampire Soho Dolls," great song, um, and obviously going on the vampireness there with it. Um, I do like, uh, when sort of Teddy comes in and she's late and the way Sean's just like, well, at least you're consistent. Um, you know, yeah. Sean kind of getting in his angry way. I just want to quickly back up. I forgot to say when, um, Christian's going on about the cryogenics, I love it when they laugh at him and they call him a tricycle. And then when they're like, oh, Jabba the Hutt going to hang you on your wall. And then Christian, oh, yeah, yeah. when he turns around and says, oh, in 10 to 20 years time when they've cured cancer, this was set in 2009, people. We're a year away at the time of recording this from 2019. Sadly, we haven't quite cured cancer yet. Anyway, just want to point that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, you've got to you've got to give Christian. Uh, I mean, I do like the idea that he's basically saying, "Oh, well, you know, like in ten, twenty years' time, you never know what can happen in terms of um, advances in, in medicine." So, you know, I, I, I'll give him that. But uh, yeah, and uh, then we kind of move in. Um, we uh, at I, I guess it's uh, the the Christian Sean house where uh, more or less. Um, uh, Matt's there and Kimber turns up and uh, says that she needs um, him to look after Jenna for a couple of weeks um, and you know like she's been kicked out and blah 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 and we kind of get the you know the sad story from Kimber and uh, this is where Matt says that uh, tells her that uh, Sean's getting married and tells uh, uh, sorry Sean's not getting married Christian's getting <laughs> married and uh, and and Christian has cancer so you know we're getting a few bombshells being dropped on Kimber here and, and this is having a real impact on her um, and we almost get this kind of thing where the, the two of them you you know, Matt kind of, you know, I'll look after you and you almost get this thing of, uh, are they going to start hooking up? And, and then she kind of says something about, oh, are you on meth again because you're acting high? And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, Matt, Matt kind of tries to make some advances on her and she just completely shuts him down. And, yeah, it, it, it's all kind of quite a quite a sad scene, I suppose, for, you know, as you said earlier, this is kind of like the, the Paul Kimber show, this one. Which, one thing I really like about the kind of, the bit where Matt is like, you know, let's get a place together is kind of, yeah, you do feel it's going to go one of either two directions that either they're just going to start doing it right here on the counter or she's going to start screaming at him. So I kind of like the fact that it's played off in the middle, that she's just kind of, like, oh, you know, haha, Matt, very funny. It wouldn't work. Like, I, I, I appreciate that. Um, but like, this is kind of, you know, the weirdest thing is Kimber and Christian do not share a scene in this episode except for when she stands up at the wedding, but there is more chemistry exuding out on screen between Kimber and Christian without even sharing scenes than there are with Liz and Christian. So there you go. Because, like, it's it's a weird thing that we talk about how, you know, the Teddy storyline could have gone over a couple of episodes or, you know, things that uh, you kind of shove down your throat. And Or there's the flip side of me always complaining about Sean and Julia, like, get over it. You know, we're over this storyline or we're over Christian and Julia, but I'm never over Kimber and Christian. Like, this is the, the Ross and Rachel of Nip Tuck. It's the will they, won't they. Come on, they've got to be together. And we said this from the very first season when these two hook up. So... I really appreciate the stuff with Kimber this episode because I think they had to do this. You have to have Kimber questioning this wedding. Like, otherwise we would have been screaming, like, where's Kimber? Where's Kimber? You know, we obviously had a bit of with Gina, you know, doing this when Kimber and Christian were set to get married. So I really like the Kimber stuff, as I said before about this episode. I love her reactions here when Matt says it. And I ultimately love this scene that we're going to get between Kimber and Liz coming up. And then even the wedding bit where Kimber stands up in front of the wedding. So just nothing to complain about the Kimber stuff in this episode. I'm glad we've just gotten rid of bitch Kimber and we're just kind of getting back to our, you know, our Kimber that we know throughout this show. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, that's, um, I was never really a huge fan of the bitch Kimber. I do like that they tried to do something different with the character, but I do think that, you know, her, her kind of best side is when she's kind of Christian's, um, you know, like just taken in by Christian. And uh, yeah, maybe that's a bit of a misogynistic thing to say, but I just think that that's the way that her character works the best. So it's nothing about that. I love that, that storyline. I just think that that's how Kimber is best portrayed on the show. So yeah, I mean, and it is, it is kind of a really sad scene there where she kind of realizes that. And uh, yeah, we're going to get lots more Kimber as we move forwards with this episode. But first we've got a little scene with, um, you know, Teddy and Sean and, you know, they're kind of um, making dinner and having this, this chili or whatever the hell it is. And uh, basically uh, this all kind of leads to them, um, 
using the nitrous gas or whatever it is while they have sex. So, um, yeah, basically, you know, she, she's using the gas that, that she uses as an um, anesthesiologist to, to kind of produce a great orgasm or whatever the hell she says. I've kind of forgotten what the whole thing was about. But, uh, yeah, it, it's all it's all a bit strange if you ask me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to kind of hook us back into um, – into the kind of Teddy storyline that we're getting for this episode, I suppose. Yeah, it is a setup, and I think kind of... I mean, you saw it in the previously of that we sort of got a little bit of it being alluded to early on a few weeks ago. So, you know, there was that. Um, but, you know, I, I still think it's 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 a setup, you know, at least with it. And I, I kind of... I don't think we ever get it fully explained, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know how far ahead you've gone forward next season, I don't think we ever get it fully explained just why Teddy's like this, or what exactly she is, um, there is maybe... Yeah, well, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's really hard to kind of talk around how much of a change we get with Teddy, kind of, as the as the actress changes, you know, it was kind of going in one direction, and um, then all of a sudden we get a change in actress, and, and it kind of just, you know, obviously they kind of go for some similar beats, but we do kind of get just a completely, not a completely, but a very, very different kind of um, Teddy into season six, so it's kind of hard to just compare. Like, it would be interesting to know if they had this actress, what they would, would they have done the same storyline? And I just, I have to think that they wouldn't, that they just had somebody, a different actress who couldn't kind of do the same kind of things that this actress does. And so they kind of had to change where they were taking the Teddy character. At least that's what I have to hope. You know, yeah. I have to hope that there was at least some kind of thinking because, so I, that's part of the problem for me is that we, sorry, we kind of never really get, in my opinion, I don't think we ever really kind of get the the resolution to this this Teddy and where she was going to be taken. I, I think they probably had an idea on what they wanted to do with her, and yeah, it, it just never happens because they get a different actress and they have to change the way that they decide to to make that character. That that's my take on it anyway. Yeah, I agree with it. It's just it's just disappointing because i would have been so intrigued to find out like why is she like this why is she roxy why is she doing this and the kind of you know you get alluded to when she sort of says like you know oh you know you just had to be stupid and go and fall in love with me so you kind of can understand it slightly that okay maybe she just likes to have fun and then people get in love with her so she's just a bit psycho so she kills them um but then when we get to next season is it going to make sense with rose mcgowan but yeah so um, it's just intriguing. And I, again, I keep talking about how much I love Katie Sackhoff. I love Katie Sackhoff. So I just really wish we had have gotten more of her next season and maybe saved us from the dieness that was Rose McGowan. <laughs> you really don't like Rose McGowan, do you? Uh, I watched, I used to watch Charmed and, um, like it was one of the shows I watched when I was a little kid and I was a massive Shannon Doherty fan, but when she left and then Rose McGowan came in, it just, it the show was just different. It was just, I just didn't like it. Um, and she just, she's just one of these celebrities who gets on my nerves. Like, she's just always just, yeah, don't get me started. I'll get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we won't go there, but, uh, yeah, we kind of then, um, we kind of have this, I think a really good kind of confrontational scene here where kind of Kimber, uh, walks right through the security and reception area of, of McNamara Troy. Um, once again, chalk another one up to that fantastic, uh, staff that they've got working for them. Um, and we get this, this kind of, great confrontational scene between her and Liz in the staff room where she's basically trying to talk Liz out of getting married to Christian. And, um, you know, when I kind of watched this and, you know, keeping in mind that I hadn't watched this episode in a really long time. And, um, I had this little note just written down on the side as I was watching this, which basically just said, you know, what are Kimber's motivations here? You know, is she just trying to split them up because, you know, she, that'll be fun for her. And it's not until we kind of get to the wedding scene that we kind of realize that her motivations are because she wants Christian for herself. So I don't know if you were kind of picking up on that earlier than I was, but I kind of wasn't in the moment realizing exactly what Kimber was aiming for here. And it doesn't become obvious to me until a little bit later. I might just be a bit slow on the uptake. I think it's a bit slow on the uptakes in New Zealand thing. But no, I, I yeah, think yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I mean, I would gladly put this in the... I don't think it will make the top five because I think we've got enough in there that already. But I think this is a worthy scene for a conversation just because I think it's great in the way it's kind of... I mean, Rome Mafia and Kelly Carlson just work so well off each other kind of going off and kind of the throwback where, you know, she says, like, remember my first surgery and you said that Christian was just using me and, you know, things like that. Again, the continuity, you know, that's exactly what happened. But... um it's just an interesting thing and like it's just 
going back to what I was saying about how you you get sick of Julia and Sean, like, oh, I'm still in love with Julia. Like, we had that a couple of episodes ago. Like, where did that come from? Get over it, Sean. Whereas, like, you just never, ever assume that Kimber's not out of love with Christian. I mean, she literally tied him to a bed and was going to kill him because, you know, she was that in love with him and just everything else that she's gone through to be with him. So, yeah, I I just, again, as I said earlier, I feel you needed to have this in this episode. You need, like, whenever Christian was going to get married, again, sadly it still is, but, like, you know, whoever it was, you just always had to have Kimber there somewhere to kind of cause a bit of trouble. It's, again, like the Gina situation from that wedding. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel... This scene is warranted. It's a great scene. It's well acted. And you just, you just get the desperation of Kimber, don't you? That she just, she just still loves Christian. She says it like, I've always been in love with him and I always will love him. It's actually a really good point you make there around that, you know, I hadn't really thought about it in that way, but, uh, you know, more or less the, the kind of Gina baton from, from Christian's last wedding, um, is kind of passed to Kimber in this one, you know, is that she's the, the kind of fly in the ointment here. So it's a, it's a really good way of putting that. I mean, I have to admit, I hadn't really put a lot of thought into, into how Kimber feels about Christian at this point because, you know, it feels like we've kind of got past that. You know, we had this really great scene in season four where, you know, they kind of had sex and then um, she thought it was something real and, and, and he was he didn't, thought it was nothing and this big fight that ensued from that. And it's kind of felt ever since then that, you know, kind of she's been out on, on Christian really and, you know, her story hasn't intersected with his for a while. So it wasn't something that was top of mind for me. But when you talk about it like that, yeah, I, I'm definitely agreeing well, with you there. It's just to interrupt you again, it's, and I know I keep using the Friends reference, but, I mean, it's anybody who watched Friends or is a fan of Friends, it's it's Ross and Rachel. I mean, you went through a long period of time on Friends with these who had nothing to do with each other and you were kind of over it. And then all of a sudden they come back to a situation where they're going to come back together again. I think it's, you always knew they were going to get together and that's kind of what it was. It's the opposite on a How I Met Your Mother when you're expected that frickin' Ted and Robin are not going to end up together and then they do a stupid twist at the end. And don't get me started, I hate that ending. The worst ending in all of TV show history. Anyway, but like, I think that that's to me what Kimber and um, Christian are. They are the Ross and Rachel of this show that you ultimately always are. They're the one that are always going to have trouble staying together, but you ultimately assume they're going to end up together in the end. It's a bit sad, isn't it, that uh, it's Kimber and Christian and not Sean and Julia, but uh, yeah. maybe that's not a bad thing, given our feelings about the Julia character. But <laughs> we can then move on, I think, and we get to this cryogenic lab and, and Christian's brought Sean along and they kind of get there and they're expecting this kind of high tech operation, which I guess like in, in your mind, when you think about these kind of cryogenic labs and, you know, you've got these famous people like Walt Disney who are cryogenically frozen and you kind of, you know, you think it's going to be this real high tech thing. And, and then suddenly you kind of get what it actually is, which I think this is really almost like a, it's a good kind of like pen and teller bullshit or Mythbusters type thing where you kind of think about this industry in a certain way. And, uh, and then you actually kind of see behind the curtain and it's actually ridiculous. And he's going to actually be sharing a, a a cryogenic chamber with another person, you know, he's going to have like a bunk mate. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, and Christian's completely turned off by that, you know, he says, I'll, I'll have my own tank and, uh, no, we don't have any available. There's just, there's just none around. They were at full capacity, blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, this kind of turns Christian off this whole thing. And then we get this, like, I think this is another potential top five, um, scene here with it's the two of these guys and, and basically kind of coming to terms with what's, you know, what Christian's fate is. And, and, um, Sean has these nice lines about, you know, like, you'll never kind of be gone as long as there's people here that remember you and, and all that kind of thing. And, and it's, this is the kind of thing I just wish we'd had earlier. It's just a shame that we're kind of halfway through the season finale and now we're finally getting this, you know. And I know we've had a couple of other good scenes. I think the one with the two of them sharing cigars is another good one. Um, but yeah, I think that I just wish we'd had more of this. This is what I love about the show is these two guys. Um, and you know, like we kind of get this thing and they're hugging and you know, like, oh, you know, like my heart breaks a little bit kind of watching this because this is why I'm watching the show is to see these two guys interacting and, um, it's it's really good. Like I just I, I just I just have missed the stuff. I guess it's the kind of thing that season five has gotten away from. These guys have kind of had their own storylines that haven't always intersected. And and having these two guys together like this, this is this is why I am watching the show. I agree that this is in the conversation. I I just like the cigar one better. That that's just my viewpoint. I think the cigar scene is more memorable. Uh, but like, I definitely don't disagree with you. This scene is, is great. And yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you too that, um, you know, we, we needed more of these and particularly that this is maybe why we don't necessarily believe that Christian's going to die 
because there's not a lot of these, are there? Like, you would assume that these two have just this such relationship. There should be more of a thing. Like, have them go on a road trip together or have them, like, go away just to, you know, talk about their... You know, just have a whole episode of them in a cabin somewhere just talking about their great, you know, life together. Something like that, you know? Like, we've just never... Yeah. Feel, and you, you would feel like that would be a thing. That this these two yeah. characters, they would have something like this where they just need to be able to, to have a whole episode dedicated to themselves. And you're right, you just don't get that enough. And this is why, again, maybe it is a case of you just don't believe that Christian is going to die. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and I do think that that's kind of part of it. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess when we're, when we're kind of comparing those two scenes is that I actually kind of like, I think comparing them is the wrong thing. I think actually they're, they're complementary because the first one is, you know, Christian's kind of come back from the doctor. He's got this news. Um, he's putting on a stoic face, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's happening, you know. Um, we're just going to have to deal with it type of thing. And, um, you know, it, he's almost in that, you know, when you talk about those stages of grief, he's not in – He's not in denial as such, you know, but I think he's in denial that it's 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 actually going to happen soon, you know. And um, this is kind of like almost the um, the bargaining or whatever, you know, that stage where he's trying to find other ways of getting out of this. And it's almost where it goes from bargaining to acceptance, you know, is, is in this moment. And so I think there are actually two scenes that are that really work together well. And I know they're, they're obviously separated by several episodes, but. I do think they actually work together well as um, kind of watching Christian's state of mind changing and also Sean's a little bit too. So, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of aesthetics and, and what's actually said in the scenes, you know, like I think maybe the other one's better in terms of, you know, they're sitting on the balcony with the cigars and it's a nice scene. So, um, but that will be an interesting discussion to have when we do our wrap-up next week. But uh, then we kind of move into um, Christian writing his wedding vows, Um and um, he's at the office, I think, isn't he? Because then he walks in on these two vampires who are, you know, have, they're in, obviously in recovery and and uh, they haven't been able to uh, completely kick the habit because they're, they're dining out on transfusions, blood transfusions, um, in the in the clinic, which is, I think, quite a quite a funny way of kind of presenting this information. Yeah, and I love how like Christian just kind of lets him get away with it. <laughs> like he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, eh, yeah, you know, whatever, have some more, one for the road, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like it's kind of like yeah you got one more shot at this and then yeah get out of here so yeah <laughs> it is quite good i think it, it is really good um yeah and then uh yeah we're back to uh back to the teddy stuff again and she's obviously um back in las vegas um she's with the other doctor and uh essentially just gasses him to death um more or less which you know kind of ties into where we were um, earlier in the episode where she's um, gassing her and, and Sean up a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure there's really all that much to the to to the scene, really. It, it is what it is. It kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it kind of sets up who this character is. And like I say, the more, the more I kind of talk this through with you, the more upset I get about where this might have gone if we had kept this actress. Yeah, I agree, and I, I always forget, I always forget that they kind of set this up here. I always assume it's a Rose McGowan thing that they turn her into a killer. Like, I always just think that's what they did, but I, yeah, you've got this, and we were just, I, I really kind of wish they had have just written this character out and just come up with some sort of lame excuse rather than what we get next season with, with Teddy, so. Yeah, sadly, um, you know, because I don't, I think this is the last we see of her in this episode, isn't it? So this is the last we see of Katie Sackhoff. So, you know, Teddy's gonna look like a Rose McGowan woman next episode. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's sad. It's, there's so much potential that they could have done with Katie Sackhoff. And, uh, sadly, this is it. She's just gone as a murderer and killed a guy who fell in love with her. Yeah, and I I think that you actually are hitting on something that was probably going to be a discussion that I was interested in having with you in, in episode one of season six, which is around, was there a better way of doing this? You know, do we just kind of, you know, basically episode one of season six opens with, you know, Sean going, where's Teddy? And then he sees this news report of this woman who's been arrested for, you know, and, and he kind of starts to put two and two together. And you can even still bring in Rose McGowan as an all new character and do yeah. something even potentially similar with her. But, but you're not trying to get over this huge logic gap of, you know, Teddy looks so completely different from who she was and sounds different and, and all that kind of stuff. I just feel that there was a really easy way to, I'm not sure why they were so intent on making this the same character it feels like a a real stretch that they probably didn't need to go to 
Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing when they do this in TV shows. That is, it, it, we talk about this being soap opera. It's a soap opera tool, really, that they just don't want to get rid of it. I mean, it, it very very rarely works. I feel in in primetime ones. I mean, we're doing third watch as we always say, and uh, kind of the big one in that one is with um, Yokus's daughter. They kind of you know get her from being a twelve year old at the end of season three. All of a sudden, she's like a fourteen or fifteen year old in season four, and it's just so that they can create you know teenage girl dramas basically and everything. And we get some of the worst episodes of third watch because of it before she ultimately will calm down as she, you know, goes through the later seasons. But, I, I, like, it's not like this is such an important character to me that... I mean, again, it could have been an important character because this is Katie Sackle's character. I mean, what if Ava, they wanted to keep her on and Famke Jansen wasn't available? Are they going to recast her? Like, it just, it just doesn't work. Um, you know, so many other characters, if they bring back Escobar and it's a different actor, it just doesn't work. And I'm not putting, you know, Teddy in the same category as those characters, but she's just one of my favourite sort of, you know, random characters that's not in it for that long, but only this incarnation of her. Like, just when it becomes Rose McGowan, it's just, it's a different character. And you're right, like, have her arrested or something in Las Vegas and then Rose McGowan's a sister or something like that or a, or a partner in crime and, you know, somehow Sean got her, you know, arrested and I don't know. You could have done something there if you really need to have Rose McGowan in it, but just don't have her as the same character because it's not even like they remotely look like each other either. Like, it's just... Rose McGowan does not have the charisma of Katie Sackhoff. It just, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's just, it feels like a really strained, I, I just don't really know what was happening in that writer's room. And, um, yeah, um, let, let's save the, the majority of that discussion for when we get to it in, in season two, but, uh, oh, sorry, season six. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it is a weird choice, I must say. But, uh, yep. And, um, then we, you know, we're 32 minutes into this episode. We, uh, we better get a couple of people married. It feels, <laughs> feels like we spent a lot of time getting to this point. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was like when, when we hit this point, I was just like looked at the, at the DVD. It's like it's 32 minutes, almost 33 minutes into this episode before we actually get any stuff related to the wedding, really. I mean, obviously, we've had the writing of the vows, but so to speak, you know, this is these two guys getting ready. It's Sean and, and, and Christian, you know, getting their ties on and all that kind of stuff. And I just can't really believe it. it it's, um, it, you know, it, it, it's taken this long to get into what is what should be at least anyway like a pretty important scene for the for the the whole show it's just very strange to me which maybe goes to the lengths of that even the writers i mean i know we're getting into this twist soon but like maybe the writers even knew that this isn't going to be a popular thing because you know this is a wedding between two of the major characters of this show you know it's yeah. like it this should be a huge thing um so that to me just points out just how pointless and terrible this storyline is that even the writers don't seem to give a shit about it that they just yeah. give this you know a five minute thing in the mid you know the second the third third of the episode so yeah it's um i kind of feel there was a lot of deleted scenes maybe around this i don't know but yeah. it's just ugh, yeah i'm well, I mean, really getting I mean, married i <laughs> having said that i think this is you know like and one of, I think, one of the more underrated episodes in, in Nip Tuck is actually the one where uh, the, the Christian um, Kimber wedding um, that doesn't Agreed. obviously happen in season three. I think that's it. When you go back and watch that episode, it's really good. There's some awesome moments between all your main characters, and I really, really like that episode. And it feels like there was a lot to get through there because of what happens, obviously, whereas this is the actual wedding part of this episode is actually quite straightforward. You know, these guys basically get ready, they go to the church they get married you know like in terms of nip tuck style it's, it's not nip tuck you know like it's it's very straightforward and they just kind of do it with no real issues at all so yeah i i guess i can kind of understand from that perspective that the wedding although it's a really really important event there actually isn't a whole lot of dramatic tension in the wedding itself um so maybe you didn't need to spend all that much time but we kind of get this pre-scene anyway where um you know um sean and christian are, are getting ready and getting dressed and and matt comes in and we get this i think quite a nice little moment where christian kind of apologizes to to matt um then we get kind of kimba shows up at the church um yeah and um that's probably everything before the actual wedding so in case there's anything you want to say now i'll stop and and let you talk um before we kind of head into the actual wedding itself at least matt shows up to a wedding for once and doesn't show up and yes, a Nazi. Yes. Uh, so i mean there's that um <laughs> i do like the little moment though when um Kimber arrives and Christian says something about like, oh, 
you know, they do even let halls in here or something like that. And the priest kind of looks at Christian and he's like, no, 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 never mind. Um, so yeah, there's that. But, um, I don't know. Am I meant to be talking about the Kimber scene here or are you about to talk about that separately? No, well, I mean, I think it's just, yeah, we kind of get all that stuff and we kind of get the, I, I love the fact that we don't do Here Comes the Bride, um, you know, which is kind of like the, the cliche thing to do, obviously, but, but we don't do it. Um, we get, you know, cute as fuck Wilbur again, you know, like just turning up and looking cute. And, um, you know, I think it, again, some good facial acting from, um, um, Julian McMahon, you know, just kind of sells these moments of being pr- really proud of this little kid. I think he, he does really well with that. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, obviously we kind of, we're getting through this marriage and um, you know it actually does happen and, and Kimber's kind of a mess throughout the whole thing and uh, then we obviously get to that, that moment where it's um, you know does anybody have any objections and, and Kimber stands up and you're expecting this big moment and then she just kind of walks out she's a big mess um, one of the things I probably should mention we've got uh, our lovely nurse Linda as a bridesmaid so that's always quite nice as well um, yeah so it's just just a whole bunch of collection of things that you're expecting to go wrong and, and you know the Kimber moment I guess are supposed to everybody's supposed to be you know kind of gasping oh my god what's going to happen and you know I was never really you know I, I didn't think there was going to be a big moment here watching it the first time and, and um, yeah it's, you know I think Kimber does a really good job with this stuff um, yeah I'm not really sure there's too much else that I need to add so I'm sure you might have some stuff I I just love it. I just love the tension of it. I think it, it just works really, really well the way, you know, she just looks and you're kind of expecting something to happen and she just walks out, you know. I think it sets stuff up well for next season. And, um, I mean, it's it's the one shining light to me of this whole wedding situation because I just, I just watch this and I just gag and I vomit and I'm like, why is this actually happening? Like, it's just, it's just terrible. And from this point on, we know what I'm going to get is a twist at the end, which I just, I hate. So, <laughs> well, it- um, yeah. I guess I guess the thing with me is I never felt any tension that she was going to stand up because it's not like she's married him or she's pregnant. You know, like you know, if, if she was, we would have seen a scene that kind of tipped us to something big was going to happen. Um, so you know, it was only going to be she stands up and says, "Oh, you know, Christian, I love you. You should be marrying me instead." And he decides to go there, and I never felt that was going to happen. So um, the tension isn't really. <laughs> you know, I'm not expecting a big moment, but you know, I, I guess the tension is in what what Kimber's going to do. But the whole the whole whole episode's kind of set up as you know kimber's a train wreck and and so the, the tension for me is in what's kimber going to do to herself i suppose more than anything else so yeah and i mean obviously as we've said you know we're kind of waiting for something to go wrong and it doesn't these guys actually get married um and then we we quickly kind of cut away to the scene of of sean kind of back at the office after the wedding um these guys never seem to the, the, maybe they're afraid that um you know the place is going to burn down if they're not not there for you know more than 10 minutes at a time because they always seem to do everything thing at the bloody office all the time um and it's anyway he's he's back there and and uh you know he's been under under teddy's influence a bit too much so uh yeah he basically gasses himself uh well not gasses himself it sounds a bit a bit much but he puts himself <laughs> on a little bit of nitrous to you know and we, and we know sean's into into finding things that are going to ease the pain we've seen him before you know um slitting his wrists and things like that so this is certainly feels very in character for me with sean um yeah gives himself a little bit of gas so we get that moment um and um yeah any any comments on that no, before we get to obviously I, what's going to be the <laughs> sean has some gas cool good on you sean yeah i think it's you know it's, it's kind of a nice scene and it kind of you know it just reminds me that he's not in a, in a great place because of what's happening to his friend and i i like that you know i think that the motivation's good um you know for somebody who can be a bit of a melodramatic character at times this does actually feel like Sean has a reason to be carrying on like this this time, and I like that. So, yeah, and anyway, then we obviously get into our big cliffhanger, or, or not, or whatever you might think. But anyway, so basically, uh, Christian and Liz and Wilbur are packing because they're off to off to Italy, um, and, uh, you know, get this, this is supposed to be a sweet moment where Wilbur calls Liz mummy, and um, that's supposed to be a big moment. Um, and, uh, yeah, as they're kind of packing, we obviously get this. <laughs> I, 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 I've got, like, something in my throat as I'm saying. This, it just, like, like I want to throw up <laughs> but yeah so Christian obviously gets the call from his doctor that um, the patient IDs were switched that one of the other cancer patients that was supposed to be in remission has suddenly gone downhill very quickly and they didn't expect it and they've checked their records and basically he doesn't have cancer he's in remission um, and uh, you know he, he um, the doctor wishes him and his new wife a long and happy life together and uh, 
yeah and then we kind of that, that's basically it we kind of just get this kind of that's that's where it ends is that we kind of get this look on his face of what's he going to do and and you know the cliffhanger is going to be is you know what what decision is christian going to make as we come back to to season six so <laughs> that's kind of where we leave things i mean um i'm pretty sure i know how you're going to feel about this it just feels like uh the, the biggest, um, biggest, cheapest way out of this um, narrative that we've had feels like we've just, you know, this scene kind of just makes you feel like you've just wasted eight episodes of your life, really, that this whole storyline just could have not happened. It doesn't really advance anything. Um, you know, I just, I, I just don't really understand why we went through all this to have such a cheap soap opera kind of way out of this it just feels like the writers of nip tuck are better than this they could have found a different way to resolve this or just not even go down this track to begin with um it just wasn't worth the ride for me if this is the payoff that's kind of how i feel about it is that i just it's yeah it's just it's so disappointing that this is how we're ending this but uh that's kind of my feelings on it i'm kind of suspecting that you're feeling pretty similar but uh i'm, I'm really interested to hear what your take on this final scene is my take is that i did a shit today and um, <laughs> wipe my ass, and it was a better piece of entertainment than this garbage. It's just, like, you summed it up in the fact that you just feel like you've wasted eight episodes on this, and, you know, we've found a few shining lights here and there in terms of, you know, oh, okay, this bit's, you know, good, this bit, you know, Raj was good, Teddy's good, you know, last week was good, a couple of weeks ago was good. Like, there's a few things here that, you know, surprised me, but it's just this makes me mad because like this whole storyline of Liz and Christian getting together amounts to, Oh, we, sorry, we messed up the, um, the chart. So, you know, and like, like it's just, Oh, Oh, it's just, it's just terrible. It's just so bad. And I just, I, I can't find anything positive about this. And, uh, no, it's, and it's like, it's not even like a cliffhanger that you're like, Oh, I better come back next week. Uh, next year. I can't wait. You know, you think about, like, Christian getting attacked at the end of Season 2, you know, like, Season 4 when they go off to Hollywood, you know, it's, there's hope even halfway through this season with Sean getting stabbed. Like, you just want to come back, you want to see, and, like, it's uh, just, no, 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 no. I wish we could do a bottom five, because this would probably be number <laughs> one. Well, I mean, so, so here, you and I, let's get into the writer's room, and how how could we have done this better? I mean, I probably wouldn't have gone down the road of the storyline to begin with, but let's say we kind of get, you know, five episodes into the second half, and, and suddenly Christian kind of, you know, realises that he's got feelings for Liz, and he actually has something that he wants to live for, um, and um, all of a sudden he, um, you know, he, he gets talked into by Liz, you know, using some experimental drugs, and they actually start to work, and, you know, as things start to work, is that Christian starts to reevaluate whether or not if he gets through this, if he actually wants to be with Liz. And you have some dramatic tension there um, that is just feels like it's a bit more earned than this. Um, as I say, I probably would have preferred we just didn't go down the whole Christian-Liz rabbit hole to begin with. But if you do, to me, something like that just feels like it's, it would have been worth our time a little bit more and it would have just felt a little bit more interesting um so i don't know i think there are lots of ways you could kind of play this to make it better and it just feels like we went with the kind of laziest easiest way to kind of end the storyline and and to me this the, the cliffhanger isn't what will christian do it's christian's obviously going to dump her and what's the fallout for christian going to be you know the, to me so the the cliffhanger doesn't even work in the way i think the writers expected it to work you know because i think it, they they think everybody's going to go oh my god what decision is christian going to make it's like well we've invested five episodes five seasons of our life watching the show we know what christian's going to do you know i mean we know who this character is you're not going to suddenly have him in a committed relationship with liz you know that's not going to happen so the real question is you know what's going to happen after he dumps liz you know to me anyway that's that's kind of how i feel about it the only way that i could distinguish this storyline from being any sort of happening is Make this the finale. This is the end of Nip Tuck for good and have it that Christian dies. That, that's the only way that I can have it that, that this would work. And I just, you're right. Cause you know, you know that Christian's not going to stay with Liz. We know there's a whole other season coming out. At this point, there was assumed there'll be two seasons because they were meant to separate season six into two parts. Like it was meant to be season six and season seven. So, you know, we know that we've still got a fair distance of this show to go. So 
No, like, there's just, I, I go right back to Christian having sex with Liz, it's a joke, haha, oh well, we had sex, moving on. And having Christian, thinking that he's gonna die, bang the absolute shit out of everyone, uh, before he goes, and then kind of get the good news that, you know, like, have Christian, like, come around and, oh, I'm not an asshole, I'm gonna, you know, this, that, and everything else, only for him to find out he's gonna survive, oh no, he's gonna be an asshole again, you know, so, have it like how I met your mother, what they did with Barney, like, he marries Robin, oh, he's a good guy, he's not an asshole anymore, no, just kidding, that was all for nothing, he's off being an asshole again, oh, he's got a baby, oh, he's nice again, like, whatever, like, just do that, but no, this is just, Yeah, and I, and I think for me the other thing too is that, you know, Liz was the wrong character as well. Like, you could have probably played this out if it was Kimber. You know, like, that that's the thing. Like, it would have been believable because there's a history there or maybe even at a stretch. Julia, you know, like, you could have had that as a storyline, um, you know, and, and then you've got something to work with after Christian's gone. Um, like, Liz was just, like, completely the wrong person at every level. It's just, it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, so, yeah, I I just I really really just don't get it you know the whole thing just makes no sense from start to finish to me um, and as you rightly say we've picked out some good scenes some good episodes um, and even some you know potentially some good short-term storylines you know I think the whole Teddy stuff was was good even with my reservations from this episode so um, I think there has been some really good stuff to watch and, and you know I don't want to just say oh this whole thing was crap because I think there were some good stuff but the stuff that you know the big storyline which should always drive you back you know, to keep coming back each week for the show just wasn't there. And if you look, you kind of look at, you know, season one, you had Escobar. Season two, you kind of had Ava slash the Carver um, slash Matt Parentage, you know. Season three, you've got more of the Carver, plus you've started to get the stuff with, um, you know, with Julia and Sean and the, and the pregnancy. Season four, obviously, we've got, we go back to Escobar, but we've also got the Michelle stuff. So you've got something that's kind of bringing you back each week. And I just can't believe there's anybody that would have been coming back week on week to see what's going to happen between Christian and Liz. That just, that doesn't feel likely to me. Yeah, no, I completely agree. There's just, and that just, and I'm not trying to talk down on Roma Mafia, but like, that just baffled me when we had the interview with her and she kind of defended this storyline and liked it. So each to their own, but I mean, this is a universally hated storyline in all of Niptark. Well, I think probably from Roma Mafia's perspective, you know, in all fairness to her, is that she was something of a supporting character until this this storyline came along. Yes, she kind of had some some larger storylines that kind of happened before this, obviously with the whole you know losing her kidney, and you know we we have had stuff with her before, but this was a big step up for her in terms of a storyline. So you know, Liz, you know, regardless of what you think about the Liz character, this is definitely Liz's biggest moment. Um, and you know, so I think if you're the actress who's playing her, you probably are going to like this because you are getting to do some quite emotional stuff and and definitely more of that as we get into season six but you know like so i can definitely understand it from her perspective but i think if you look back at you know kind of dispassionately i I can't imagine you would think that this was a good idea so yeah i mean i i I get that on one hand but um i yeah i I just also i'm a little bit baffled that anybody would enjoy this so yeah, that's a tough one, and um, it's a tough way to kind of bring the curtain down on, on this episode and this season, and uh, obviously we're going to come back and wrap the season up a little bit more um, in our next episode, but um, I think for now we're going to, and I am kind of on tenterhooks, I really have to say, in terms of where we're going to sit with this episode, so um, in terms of a buy, rent, or a bin, um, Ben, I'm going to I'm going to turn over to you first and, and see where you go with this. That's not fair. I wanted to turn it over to you. I don't know. I, I really don't know, because... I mean, I, I watched this episode and I wrote it down as a rent. Like, that's kind of the first thing I did. But uh, I just don't know. I mean, it's it's close to being in the bin for me. It's just... Just the ending just leaves such a sour note. And, like, you got to talk up. Finale, finale should be talked about. I mean, you know, I mean, looking at my rankings kind of going into this, um, you know, my number one episode of all time, uh, and I honestly think that's locked in for the number one episode of all time is the season two finale. Um, you know, and I've got Quentin Costa in my top 10 as well. So I've got two, uh, and Gal, Gal So I've got three of the finales in my top 10. Um, you know, and then Escobar Galata, the season one finale is in 12th. So there's four of your finales, uh, in your top 12. So to me, these are always big landmark episodes that you remember and are great, and there's barely anything wrong with them. Um, and this just, like, 
there's more bad than good, and I think kind of I need to mark it down even further because this is a finale uh, of an of a season. So I'm going to sway it. I'm going to go into a bin just because I just uh, I just I just can't stomach that ending, and it just makes me mad uh, thinking about it even more right now. So um, yeah, I'm going to bin it and bear with me. I need to updo my rankings now. I have to move it down now. All right, well, while you're doing that, I'm going to give my thoughts to it. And, um, again, I'm in a really similar position. And I guess probably what makes this different from any, like, ranking any of the, or rating any of the other finales is that this one is so dependent on what happens next. You know, like, in, in terms of, I think, season one, especially, season three, especially, but also two and four, and season four as well, you know, like, they all, kind of stand on their own season two is a great finale and it has a cliffhanger that works really well but it it stands alone as an episode and this just doesn't you need to know what happens with christian and liz in order to be able to really decide if this is a good episode because you know if christian and liz stay together and you know like imagine that that happens um then then, well just imagine how that would impact what this is as a finale you know like so it's really really hard to to judge this episode without knowing where it leads and i know it's a bit weird to say for like a cliffhanger but i hope that makes sense It, it just it doesn't stand alone and and i think that makes it really really hard um to kind of rate um Look, I'm going to talk about the things that I kind of did like in this episode. Um, I do like that, obviously, that scene I talked about with, with Sean and Christian. I think that's a really, really nice scene that we've got there. Um, you know, I do like the kind of stuff we get with Kimber and, and you know, her being upset. I think that that's really good. Um, <sighs> the things I don't like, obviously, the ending. Um, I, I don't like that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of, I could go one way or the other on the patience of the episode. I think that they're kind of a, a, a bit of a throwaway. Um, I think the stuff with, again, the stuff with Teddy kind of goes back to me about what happens going forwards kind of really impacts that because, you know, as it stands at the moment, it kind of, you don't really know what's going to happen there. Um, so, you know, like, I think I'm probably similar to you in that. I kind of came in probably thinking it was a rent because it's, you know, I, I didn't think it was terrible. Um, but it certainly wasn't great. But the more I kind of think about it, I'm not sure I can give it a rent based on, you know, one to two decent scenes um, or storylines. There's so many drop balls. Like you talk about, you know, this is the end for Eden, and it's just a horrible way to end what was otherwise a really good character. Um, You know, in terms of the the Teddy thing, that this is the last we're going to see of of this version of Teddy. Um, Yeah, I I am going to put it in the bin category, and I kind of wasn't expecting to do that, but the more we talk about it, the more I just don't like it. And, yeah, so that's kind of surprising me. Well, yeah, there you go. I've I've put this at 75th out of 82 episodes, so um, it's the fourth highest bin. Um, So (laughs) it's slightly positive, but, um, yeah, it's... uh, no, it's still. I will say this is above um, the uh, the Anne Hayes storyline episodes of season three. So there's that. Yeah, well, I mean that's interesting to me because we talk about, and this is something we'll get into next week, obviously. But in terms of bad storylines, is this absolutely the worst storyline? And um, I was kind of expecting to say yes, um, and I don't like it because it's got two of our main characters and taking them somewhere where I just can't believe it. So for me, it's a real problem. But it's kind of interesting in some ways, you know, at least at least you're kind of interested, whereas that stuff with, with um, yeah, the whole FBI storyline in season three um, was just so boring. Like, I just I just didn't care about that stuff at all. And if nothing else, I haven't been bored watching this. So I might be angry. <laughs> so I guess it depends. Would you rather be bored or would you rather be completely pissed off because they're screwing with characters that you really like and have come bored. to enjoy over five episodes? So. <laughs> So yeah, that's for me. That's a, that's a hard question. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a tough way to end what's otherwise been probably a better season than I expected. But that might just be because I had really low expectations on the season. That's obviously something we're going to get into when we talk through our um our whole season recap next time. So um, unless Ben, you've got anything else to uh, to say, I think we can probably call it quits on this episode. Yeah, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, it's kind of a case of, yeah, next week we're doing the recap. We'll sort of look ahead to season six. I mean, we can sort of look slightly ahead to the first episode of season six, but I mean, I haven't rewatched it. And again, I kind of, I always blank it. I always remember the first episode of season six 
with just Liz yelling a lot. Um, so, and I think she gets pushed in the water. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of that. Um, but, um, then Mario Lopez comes back too, doesn't he? I like Mario Lopez. Yes. But, um, yep. yeah, look, we'll talk about season six next week because it's, it's hard to believe that this is the last time we'll be kind of previewing a season of this show because this is it. This is going into the last <laughs> season. Yeah, it's going to be the the last of a lot as we kind of start to head into the final stretch. I guess this was um, this was the eighty first episode. I guess so. We're into the last the last twenty episodes now, which is absolutely insane, really, when you think about it from that way. Yeah, it's it's been a you know it's been a fun ride, and uh, we're we're kind of getting in, and we've we've talked down season six so much. So I'm I'm you know we'll talk about this more next week, but I'm I'm going to be intrigued to see how I feel about season six when we get to it. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that's going to um, probably benefit a little bit from really, really low expectations. But, um, uh, you know, hopefully it at least meets my, my very low bar. So um, I guess we will uh, we will see as the weeks go on. But uh, as for now, I think um, you can uh, leave us any feedback. Um, follow us on the uh, the social media platforms, be it Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those kind of places. Leave us a rating on iTunes. Um, but uh, until next time, um, I've been Nick and uh, one for the road and get your scary asses out of here. And my name is Ben, and I'm going to thrive without you. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.